Today's daily Torah is sponsored by a person who requested to be identified as an appreciative student, my number one fan from Toronto, even though I keep saying that number one fan reminds me of Kathy Bates from Misery, who today has a birthday turned 60 years old. May the second half of their life be even greater, more beautiful than the first, and may we all together see many, many beautiful years full of health and happiness together. I want to share with you a question that another student of mine from California, a young woman, a mother, a wife, a person who I respect very much, an intelligent woman, sent me the following question. I want to share with you her question. She wrote to me, Hi Rabbi Braun, I hope you're well. Is there a way to expand our mind consciousness vessel so we can absorb greater amounts of knowledge and also at faster speeds? It feels like in recent times, because of the Zoom generation we live in, there's an influx of information that's disproportionate to how much people can actually handle and absorb. Between Zoom meetings, online courses, apps, podcasts, books, etc., there's an overflow of knowledge that's shared that I feel is deeply overwhelming. It's like when you go for breakfast in an Israeli hotel and the buffet is the size of a football field, and there's only so much you can eat. I'm wondering, is there a spiritual reason behind this that we find in Kabbalah and Hasidus? Is it indicative of a specific stage or time period, i.e. messianic times? And what is the solution for expanding our kli, our vessel, to absorb greater light? Now that's an extremely important question and I'm sure one that all of us have been thinking at some point. And so my simple answer to her, which I believe is the right answer, is to be much, much more selective of the type of light that you take in. Because she's right, there's only so much that our mind can absorb and remain sane. So the simple answer is to be selective of which lights you allow in. That is the simple answer that I wrote to her. And practically, really, the only answer that there could be. We we don't have any secrets to expand our consciousness yet. But once we're connected to the light of Hasidus, we're trained to understand that everything has to have, like she herself is asking, has to be a deeper meaning. What's going on over here? As she's inherent in her question, what's happening at this messianic state that there's this overflow of information, disinformation, of das dikdusha, das diklipa, of the most accessible Torah? There's never been a time where literally you could access every part of Torah so easily and every aspect of Tumah. In the old days in the shtetl in Europe, if a person wanted to do a sin, they had to like plan three weeks in advance. Today you could do all 365 sins with your cell phone. So she's right, there is a messianic overflow. Like Yeshaya says, that when Mashiach comes in Mullah, the world will be filled with the knowledge of God like the water fills the ocean. A repetition of the flood of Noah, but now it's going to be a flood of Das. That is a sign of Mashiach, that there's this Das, so much Das. And the light of Mashiach is in the world, and therefore there has to be for free choice, for there to be Bechira. There has to be an overflow of Das to Klip, of so much accessibility to filth. And of course, the practical answer is to be more selective of where we put our Das, but that's easier said than done. So I want to share with you an idea that Hasidah says. 
Based on idea from this week's parsha, there's a very strange Gemara in Masechas Baba Basra Nun Chesamor Aleph, which tells the story of the Amora Rav Bana'a, Rabbi Bana'a, who was going around marking graves. <clears throat> he was going around to find where different graves are to put marking points, different signs and stuff for Kohanim, that there should be clear where there's impurity, etc. And he came to Hebron, to the grave where Avram and Sarah are buried, to the cave. And Rav Benas sees that Eliezer, the servant of Avram, was standing guard at the cave. And Rav Benas says to Eliezer, what are Avram and Sarah doing now? Almost asking like they want, he wants to go in to greet them. So Rav Benah asked Eliezer, what are they doing? And Eliezer responded that Avram's head is in Sarah's lap and she's looking through his hair. She's like looking at his head. Avram's head is in Sarah's lap and she's looking at his hair, at his head. That's the Gemara. Which of course is very strange and there's many different interpretations, etc., but I want to share with you an idea that the Tzemach Tzedek explains. What does it mean when Avram's head was in Sarah's lap and she had to go through his hair somehow? So Avram is Av Hamon Goyim. That's his name. The father of many nations. The name Avraham means Av Hamon Goyim. The father of many nations. Not just the Jewish nation, the Christian and the Muslims and many peoples that all believe in God come from Avraham. Avram is Chesed is about unconditional love and acceptance and presence. And Chesed Azal Kula in the Zohar says it's only with unconditional love and acceptance can any building Chesed Oilam Nivra Chesed could anything be built. It's only with unconditional love and acceptance and illumination can God's light be brought to the world. And that's the aspect of Avram that Judaism is all about, that we have to be a light unto the nations with unconditional love and also with other people to be in a state of chesed, of love, of acceptance, and so much kedusha and overflow of holiness. But then there's that part of the Torah that we all feel uncomfortable on Rosh Hashanah when we read about Sarah Imenu, our matriarch Sarah, who throws Yishmael and Hagar out of the house, throw out the maidservant and her son. I don't want them here. And we all feel very uncomfortable about that. But as the Tzemach Tzedek explains, because Sarah was on a higher level than Avram, like Rashi brings that Sarah was on a higher level of prophecy and Kabbalistically, Avram was Shem Man, Sarah was Shem Sag. Sarah was higher than Avram. And like the Tzemach Tzedek says, you know, for normal people, Normal people, when you have in your house filth, something disgusting, smelly, you can't handle it. You'll clean it up. But if there's a little dust here and there, unless a person's really OCD, it's okay. But if a person's aristocratic, extremely asar, asar, sara is sar, if a person's on a high level, then they need it to be spotless because they can't handle anything. Sara was on such a high level of godliness that she saw that even though it's true that when God's infinite light is going to be revealed, which is the secret of Avram, of chesed, of love, of that love is truth of what reality is, is love, is chesed, everything is Hashem's light and Hashem's love. But Sarah, like Rivka, who's that rose that has to keep her head up above the thorns, Sarah is Meloshan Sar. She knows 
that we have to be more selective of the light we take in. She was the one that took that uncomfortable decision to throw Yishmael out because sometimes we have to go through the hair. Hair is what comes out of Avram. Hair could get entangled. Hair could get lice, dirty things. Hair, when, when, you know, when, when you grow out of that love, we need a sara. We need a rifka. We need a being able to be with presence of self in a way of the feminine of Kedusha, like Sarah and Rivka taught us to keep our head above the waters and to know that very soon it'll be revealed that all Das is Hashem, but right now we have to be more selective. And that's not always easy, and of course we fall into things, we all do, it's very hard, but we have to know picture Sarah looking through your head, looking through your hair. We have to know somehow to know that even though there's so much going through our heads at all the time, but somehow to be able to recognize what's Kedusha, what's it to be a holy nation. The late Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory, we were also sad to hear of his passing, he once said that there are very holy people from other nations, but the only nation that has a mandate to be a Goy Kaddush, Mamlechaz Koenim Goy Kaddush, the whole nation has to be holy. That's us. And so, yes, many things go through our head, and especially because we try to bring the truth of chasidus, of chesed, of love of Hashem to the whole world in a fearless, courageous way. But somehow, like Sarah, remains Sarah, looking through the hair and be selective of what we allow our hair to be entangled in. We have to try to keep our head like the shoshana ben achichim, the rose above the thorns, like our mothers taught us. That's what always has been Torasi Mecha, what has kept the holiness of the Jewish home. And may we continue to keep that even during this trying time when there's such a flood of Das to be able to somehow be selective in a good holy way, in a way of Simcha and joy, and to know that some things, yeah, sometimes things go through our heads, but we don't always have to internalize them. Just let them go through in, go out. Keep our head above the waters till that time when Hashem is going to reveal Himself in us. We should see it today.